It's the fourth Sunday of Lent here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is March 31st, 2019. Today's readings come from Joshua, chapter 5, verses 9a and 10 through 12, as well as 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. The Gospel proclamation comes from Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3 and 11 through 32. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershek. After observing the Passover for the first time in the Promised Land, the manna God provided in the desert came no more. God's people didn't need the manna. They could grow their own food on their own land, a blessing from the bounteous love of God. A reading from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. While the children of Israel were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the, on the day they ate of the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our New Testament reading, St. Paul reminds the Christians at Corinth and us that through the dying and rising of Jesus, God has reconciled the world to himself. He also tells us that God is not counting our trespasses against us. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off for a distant country 
where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend to the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He said to his son, his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when this son of yours returns, he swallowed up your property with prostitutes. For him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord be in our minds. May the Lord be in our hearts. A hundred years ago, when I was a student at St. Francis Seminary, yes, the seminary that, that is now the Federal Correction Institute in Loretta, Pennsylvania, we mounted on stage a show we called Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 was a musical review 
we did rock music and folk music very much in the style of the musical Godspell. We told the gospel stories and we sang songs that reflected it. We did the parable of the prodigal father. Guess what part I had? Sandy, which one? Come on, who, what was my part? What do you think? The lost son. No. <laughs> Good guess though. Any, any other guesses? The brother. Uh, no. I, in, in, in the story of the prodigal father, I played the pig. <laughs> who, when the son said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough to eat? I raised my little piggy hoof and I said, five? It was a memorable role, I would say. <laughs> the story of the prodigal father, you notice I call it prodigal father. The word prodigal means overly generous, huh? Who's the prodigal one in this story that Jesus told? The father, the daddy. It's, it's not the kid who ran away, it's not the brother who stayed and worked, it was the daddy. Jesus tells this story because they're complaining about him, that he hangs out with sinners and tax collectors. And what Jesus is trying to teach us is God is the prodigal father, the overly generous father who is always willing to show us mercy, no matter what, always willing to forgive us, no matter what. A word to our Art and Environment Committee. You know, we're going to read this gospel story again in three years. Do you think you could get a disco ball in here for the story when the party happens? I think that'd be a great thing. The story of the overly generous father calls us to recognize that that's how we are loved by God. And also, that's the way we have to love one another. Prodigally, overly generous in our willingness to forgive. That's the challenge. That's the hope of this story. Do you remember Lance Armstrong? Do you remember him? The cyclist who, I think he won six Tours de France. Ah, an amazing athlete. And then word came out that he had been using drugs. He had been doping and that gave him an unfair advantage. It was a tough time for Lance Armstrong and his family. It was a very, very, there's this, this international celebrity, this international hero, and he's being taken down by what turned out to be his true story. He did cheat. He did use the steroids. 
I guess it was in 2016, Lance Armstrong appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show. And she interviewed him and she asked him, when, when did you finally realize that this was indeed uh, the crisis of your life, the end of your career, a very, very serious, serious problem? Was it when they took away all of the ad campaigns you were involved in, the, the promotional stuff? Was it when that hit? He lost like $70 million in that. And here's what he said. He said, no, it came to me when I realized that my son, Luke, who was 13 years old at that time, my son, Luke, had been getting into trouble defending me. People would say that I cheated, and he would say, no, he didn't, he's my dad, he's... Finally, I sat down with my son, my 13-year-old son, and I said to him, Luke, I've done some pretty awful things. Cheated. I took unfair advantage. Do not defend me anymore. Do not defend me. And Luke took his dad's hands in his. And he said, you're still my dad. I still love you. The story of the prodigal father is a story that reminds us that God is generous in forgiving us and calls us to be generous in forgiving one another. It seems to me, now, um, you have to imagine a disco ball here. When we celebrate the Eucharist today, it's the welcome home party for us. It's the Father telling us that we are loved and forgiven and very much still part of his family. You know, one of my favorite parts of the story, when the kid comes home and he's ready to beg forgiveness and, and, and the dad says, uh, put a robe on him. My kid isn't a slave. This is my son. Put the best robe on him. Put a ring on his finger. The ring is a sign that he is the member of the family. This is my son. He's still part of who I am. And put sandals on his feet. My son is no slave. He's my son. Only slaves go barefoot. This is my son. And I love him. As we share the Eucharist today, we have to see this as a celebration of our homecoming. We have to recognize that as we gather, 
God's prodigal love forgives us, brings us together, and calls us to forgive and love one another prodigally. Disco ball, somewhere up here, I think it'd be great. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.